Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. I'm Stu Whiffin. Alongside me always is Christopher William Glasson. All right, mate? All right, mate. Yeah, God, you didn't. You wasn't rude to me for once. I felt like on the last one, I went to tan, so I thought I'd uh, give you a little bit I of a break. I think you lost. I think you, I think you went too far. I did. I actually ran out of things to say, didn't I? Yeah, didn't you? It was a bit painful for you. <laughs> Overcommitted. You're supposed to be insulting me and, uh, yeah, you just look like a winkle. Thanks, mate. Basically, Thanks, mate. mate. Um, right. Okay. So, look, before we get on with introducing today's guest, um, we should do a shout out to our sponsors. Mm. Um, our first sponsor is Samara Academy. Um, and Rinchy Sai James has been a long time supporter of this podcast. He now has his own podcast with um, another friend of ours and former guest, PC Leon McLeod. Um, go check out the episodes. Um, with Leon and also go and check out the episode when when Sai come on as well Um, and if you're ever contemplated learning martial arts um, I can't recommend it enough it's something that that I've done for for many many years and, and Chris has done in the past and it's it's wonderful, and uh, not only you know does it give you sort of confidence and stuff. It's it's really good for a little bit of headspace, uh, and also it, it it will enable you um, to uh, yeah. So if if you are one of the people that enjoys bullying, like sort of soft people and vulnerable people, yes. you can do it really well if you yeah, know yeah. martial arts. Get yourself and, a martial uh, art. You'll feel like Neo from the Matrix exactly, down the pub. Exactly. I would say you definitely studied <laughs> martial arts for longer. You studied it for longer, but whose career was more successful? Would you say? Um, well, you, your black belt would would say so. Yeah, mm, yeah. and I, I won a few championships, didn't I? Can you remember? Yeah, no, that's never been verified, by the way. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's just all, it's just all <laughs> bullshit. I mean, it's it's from fucking nineteen ninety two and nineteen ninety three. I'm picturing a fifteen year old you just laying on a mat after wetting yourself, and your mum going, "Come on, Chris, maybe <laughs> maybe karate ain't for you, mate." <laughs> oh dear, oh dear! You was there then. You was there. Um, um, yeah, our other sponsor, our other sponsor, who probably fancies himself as a tough guy, but's uh, a bit of a wet fart, is uh, Justin Price. 
and the uh, Say What podcast with mm. uh, with, with the notorious uh, 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 Tony, yeah, the notorious FAT. Um, if you want more nonsense like this, but probably nonsense uh, with people under the influence, we suggest you go and check it out. From the sounds of it, uh, lots of you guys already do, which is wonderful. Uh, they've had a bit of a dry spell um, because obviously Justin has had to undergo some uh, a procedure. He couldn't just have regular old cancer, could he? He had to have some rare, benign oh, he just, tumour. He, he had to do whatever he could do to get the most attention. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but he's getting better now. So, you know, actually, for all the insults, I'm glad to hear it, Justin. And um, yes, we look forward to hearing more nonsense from you guys. So go and check that out, the, the CWA podcast. Absolutely. Well, let's get on with today's guest, mm-hmm. and uh, and today's guest is uh, somebody from uh, from from my neck of the woods, um, and we bumped into each other at a, uh, a Russell Brand um, show, uh, or I guess a, Russell, a a day devoted to um, a, a really important venue in Grays in Thurrock. Um Thurrock's the, the 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 place that you've probably seen on on Panorama recently that we're bankrupt because of a. Uh, Suspicious deals made by a Tory-led government, but I, I won't start ranting about that just yet. <laughs> um, but um, but we reconnected there, and because uh, because Russell was 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 doing a um, an awareness thing to raise uh, and bring eyes upon the Thameside Theatre and uh, a, a kind of cultural hub for for our hometown, and uh, I'm, 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 I bumped into Lee there um, where uh, he gave me his book and. I said you should come on a podcast and do that, and with a bit of back and forth, it's happening today. Dee Hosey Pickett, hello. Hello, how are you? Long time no see. Yes, yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. Um, so You're like you a fine to... wine. Am I? <laughs> yeah, you, you get better with age. Oh, he really man. does, doesn't he? He's <laughs> quite handsome <laughs> at the moment. I've got, I've got a little bit of a little bit of this silver thing going on here, but I like, I'm, I'd like to rock that. Yeah, it's good, it. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, why not? It's really smart. Um, so we we had a conversation this morning. It was quite weird. I, I woke up really early this morning, uh, and I thought, you know, I haven't actually got your top five. And are you aware that you need a top five to come on this podcast? <laughs> we were just chatting, saying, "Yeah, come on a podcast and chat." Uh, and I thought I better sling you a message. At which point, you then phoned me back, and uh, and I was still in bed, and uh, and you was like, "All right," I was like, "All right." And he's like, yeah, what are you wearing? And that was the first thing I said. I said, what are you and wearing? You beat me to, to me. <laughs> you beat me to it because every time I read someone, that's my. When he said it, I was like, fuck, I can't use that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. Um, well, we, we, I mean, before we sort of get into your top five, give us, you know, if, if you had to sort of, you know, introduce yourself to, to an audience. Um, as you did when you was on stage with Russell um, at, at, at that event, how would you sort of uh, introduce yourself to people? Give people a bit of a an insight into you and 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 your life and what you've done. Wow, um, uh, obviously grew up in in, in Thurrock, the same as yourself, um, and I, I wasn't really um, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Um, and my dad and my, my we'll talk about this a bit, bit, bit further on but my dad and my granddad were in the fire brigade and um, it was kind of a natural progression for me um, so uh, yeah I, I, uh, I, I joined the fire brigade at 21 
um, and felt like that was my that was my purpose in life. It was all I knew. It was all I grew up around. Um, mm. So w- when I introduced myself, you know, I, I have only ever been a firefighter. Um, I've done twenty six and a half years. Um, so um, and, and all that has been um, a lot of that uh, was was in Thurrock at Grays. Um, but then I moved further on a field. Um, I got into um, obviously a fire brigade union affiliation with my job, <clears throat> became um, a branch rep, um, and have gone up through that to a to a regional rep with uh, with with specific focusing on educating um, trade union officials. So firefighter, trade union official, um, and just a you know I like to I like to be part of. A revolution. I, I like to antagonise, but not not for the not for the good, not against the good people, but try and stand up for the wrongs that are done by the people that are supposed to lead us and make it you know, make our lives better. So, yeah, firefighter, FBU activist, and um, uh, aggravator of the status quo. Love that. Nice. I wish I had an introduction like that. Why can't you do that for me, Stu? <laughs> Sorry. Instead Next of podcast, we'll co-creator, co-ked. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Amazing. Uh, God. Well, our jobs just feel like absolutely irrelevant now, Stu, don't they? When, yeah. when we have guests on like who, who actually saves live, save lives for a living. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh... Yeah, when we've had like, people from different emergency services and people that actually do something of any worth, mm. like, it's uh, it's not the best look for us, is it? No, it's, uh, podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Lee, I mean, you, you sent over five um, <clears throat> things that you want to talk about today. So is this kind of like, if you had to sort of frame that, that would be like five, mm. I guess, five things that have, have been part of your what career within the, 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 the fire service? Mm. Yes. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Well, I guess it's impossible to sort of rank them. I know sometimes on this podcast people are going, hey, number one's like my best one. Um, What's your favourite fire? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that'd be entirely appropriate. So, I mean, let's start with, with, with uh, the, the, the first one on your list and sort of tell us what that is and, and let, let's, let's discuss that a little bit, please. Yeah. Um, remind me what it is. Would you want me to look? You can look. Read it back to me. Read it back to me. All right, here we go. Here we go. So I wrote them out. And then, like you said, I was like, okay, five, four, three, two, one. Do I put them in an order of importance? And yeah. I must have shifted them around five or six times. So without placing too much importance, I'll yeah. start with five and the importance of community and service to others. <clears throat> um, and I guess when you posed that to me this morning, I considered um, what that actually means in the eyes of a firefighter, in the in the eyes of a of a community server, um, and what that brings to. Um, sorry, come in here a second. Say hello and then disappear. <laughs> hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> this is Stu, and this is Chris. <clears throat> you all right? What's your name? Sienna. Oh, hey, that's a Sienna. beautiful name. Hey, Sienna. Nice to meet you. <laughs> right, she was she was sat in there in, in, in my field of view, and I was like, do you know what? <laughs> if, if I don't bring her on, it's just going to throw me for the rest of the hour. We, we, right. we could see. Do you, do you want to sit here? <laughs> oh, good. Okay, okay, cool. Right. Well, it's all good. good. It's all go. good. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the importance of communities. Um, mm. 
Uh, I think in a in a in a what I would describe it as a bit of a dystopian um, moment in in everyone's lives with with utter chaos in in government and uh, just everyone being taken for a ride. It's, it's never been so important for communities to understand the power of that group, whether mm-hmm. it's whether it's uh, I don't know, the road you live in or a, a community group that you go to. Um, and you know, share stories and experiences, or it's a club, or it's a, or it's work. You know, <clears throat> it's never been so important to have each other's backs. Mm-hmm. All right, um, and understanding that we are stronger together, and in a system mm-hmm. that continuously looks to divide us and conquer us, we have to make sure that we recognise the importance of one voice. Right and being there for one another and saying no, all right. Um, and so whilst you know you have the community part of and what that represents, we you've then got your community um, as the they um, call them heroes, um, but those people that are there to serve your community. So we have our emergency services and our NHS and all of those incredible key, you know, those things that were highlighted in lockdown as being really important. And it wasn't governments. Mm. um, Mm. And without wanting to get political, it really was, you found out at that moment who was important and who wasn't. Yeah. Right. It's it's funny Um, how quickly the the world forgets that as well. The minute normality returned. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They they forgot it while it was happening. (laughs) Yeah, of course. You know, um, and 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 the bullshit, in, and I'm not. I don't mean this flippantly in respect of the why we were clapping for people because that was as it should have been. But how quick the bullshit of that, and how quickly that got forgotten um, yeah. when that should be something that's I don't know, physically or, or 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 in people's minds every day. Applauding our our key workers and our emergency services and NHS and teachers. You know, the list is long. Um, <clears throat> but it, it should was, have sparked wider conversations as well. Um, yeah, for sure. And, and 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 I think, you know, maybe at that point it did briefly, you know. But yeah. I think afterwards, them them conversations dried up, and them conversations should have been mm. continuing, and 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 it should have lent, you know, led itself to to there being more money allocated to mm. you know to mm. those people that, yeah. that we take for granted that that you know as as we saw over lockdown are valued so uh, so yeah. greatly it's, it's beyond uh, it's beyond corrupt what happened with the ppe that's the yeah. biggest scandal oh, yeah. it's the yeah, biggest scandal sure. i can think of and um but i think like this whole thing of community i think we're in a day and age now uh where like we you know every household is so individualistic like mm. because and it's because of like the the, the 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 like look at society now it's like you, you, you're sold products everyone's stuck on their phones they're effectively encouraged to get lost in this world of purchasing things and yeah. they're living their best life. Yeah. And I think that has rotted away our sense of uh, community mm. and also just means that we don't, we can't have to get, get together with one voice. We just have a lot of apathy because yeah. as long as we've got, as long as we're scrolling and we're buying the odd thing and we're keeping ourselves moderately content, they can do whatever they want around us, and all mm. what ends up happening is we see we see a controversy like the PPE scandal. We all tut about it, and then they get away with it, and then that's yeah. that. And it's like, yeah. what, what are we can do? Well, would yeah. you, I, I mean, to, to talk about community and to talk about our, our community in the town, you know, in the town that we grew up in. I don't know if you saw the panorama uh, two nights ago, Chris, and yeah. um, 
panorama was dedicated no. to the corruption of Barrett Council, um, right. and the fact that um, you know the the, the, the Tory-led council were making deals with this billionaire um, to, to 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 invest, and uh, you know, as as I'm sure governments do, like in, in sort of councils do, invest in things to. You know, to to facilitate and, and make money and use money wisely, uh, and and they did do this in in for for uh, solar panels and renewable energy and stuff. But it wasn't like a hundred grand; it was a billion pound, and and these meetings were going on in, in like hotels in Mayfair, not not at the council offices. Uh, and I, I presume I, I might be wrong, but I presume if if you're making a deal with taxpayers' money, you know, a billion quid for Thurrock, that would have to surely go through countless amounts of people ticking that to get that verified. Mm. And it would appear that it didn't. And then the business they invested in went under and Thurrock Council is now bankrupt. So um, those that need the money, the vulnerable people uh, are now... You know, so is the money gone? Some, the money uh, they invested it's, the money and then they went and then yeah. they went bankrupt. Which yeah. we know how that works. Yeah. Because people yeah. have been doing it for time in like like just bankrupting companies off investment. Yeah. In fact, Rishi Sunak's missus has done that with a bunch of companies as well. Well uh, I mean, she, to, uh, to talk it's about disgusting. him. I mean the, the bottom line is there's been no public inquiry into this. And being a Tory led council I'm sure it's probably not a good look for the Conservative government to thumbs up a public inquiry as to how this money's gone missing. Uh, and Well, it hasn't gone missing. We know where it went. But how that decision was made to spend that money uh, and the fact that council tax in, in Thurrock's gone up 10% to recoup that. So, again, it was taxpayers' money that was lost and that then it's now being recouped by the taxpayer again. Um, it's, it's absolute madness. And... And yeah, and 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 I think you, you know that's the they're the people that should be working to preserve community and to grow that community and invest in that community. And now the more vulnerable people within that community are going to suffer, and there's going to be more poverty within that community, and it just fractures and fractures and fractures while the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Yeah, well, and, that goes uh, back to the that goes back to the reason we was at the Thames Theatre. Yeah. Um, because of that, one, it's one point six, one point five, or one point six billion. It totals out of of of, um, of, of debt, which the um, after the investigations and the um, it was all you know. They had um, specialist officers come in to kind of look at what had happened, and as a result, they're having to look at ways of recovering the money to carry on functioning as as a, as a council. And looking at selling valuable portfolio assets to recover some of that money. So the Thames. Who are they going to be selling it to? Yeah. <clears throat> well, as, uh, yeah, those will probably be uh, uh, convenient arrangements as well. But the people, like like Stu said, the people that ultimately are going to suffer are the people that did uh, that used to have access to the to the community hub. Uh, you know, the um, <clears throat> the creative hub that is Thameside Theatre. Um, so many people use that space, the library, the, the museum, the theatre, the cafe. It was quite a central hub for people to go and express themselves, to socialise. But now that is looking, well, you know, there's a campaign to save it. And, I, I, you know, I hope to God that that actually happens. But if it is sold, 
then the people suffer twice because not only has their council tax got to go up to recover the money that was lost, but now they've lost their cultural hub as well. So <clears throat> the people of Thurrock are, are, you know, they've been, they've been shafted twice. Um, and it will it'll have an impact for generations to come. Um, it's just it's, it's a travesty. It really is. And like you say, the the, the whether it, whether there's any criminality there or not, I don't know. And only a public inquiry would would, would reveal that. But Liam Kavanagh and Rockfire Capital, who took the money and lost the money, you know, you should see his social media and, and, and the web links on him and the private jets that he's got and the Bugatti Veyron or Chiron that he's got and. And you think, like, how this must go to a public inquiry? But like Stu said, it it, is, it would be the worst publicity for the Conservative government. Um, and you know, as 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 hard as it as it will be, I don't think it will happen for the very reason Stu mentioned. And the per, the, the point that I, the reason I made that was something you said that like uh, Chris that that you, you just end up kind of just getting on with it. And, and 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 you know just oh, life goes on and and you mm. swallow it like subconsciously a lot of the time you know it's like so many things you think right well my cancer has gone up 10 percent, but like within six months it's just become part of the you know the just mm. the, the the daily you know the, the yearly outgoings or whatever and you just kind of a big percentage of people just oh mm. well it's not good it's you know they have a rant on social media and then within like mm, a week done. it's it's done and it's like mm. and that's the way that you know the, 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 the it feels like there's no repercussions understand this yeah and mm. i know that people might have a rant but you know panorama's forgotten in a week's time and yeah. and then you know we'll, we'll move on to the next thing and and before you know it like it's all forgotten and yeah and, and we're on to the next you know the problem. power of love island eh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And it's, that, and it's that smoke and mirrors thing, isn't it? Let's distract everyone with mm. capitalism. Mm. Uh, for me, mm. terrible TV. I, you know, I, mm. I don't see any entertainment value in there. I don't know what your opinions are on it, but let's fill, fill, let's, let's fill our, our, our social media and our, our TVs and our, um, and our subscription services with just, uh, I don't know. And it's really sad that, more people vote for online TV programs than they than they do in, in the polls, um, and that's the power that that, that is that's by design. That is yeah, by, that's by design. Let's let's yeah, let's 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 smoke some but mirrors. That, let's. It does put, say something a lot about the general public and us mm. because oh, we're the ones yeah. we're we're the ones who are drawn and attracted to that as well. And until mm. we have the willpower to to, mm. to to sort of like stop our own behaviours. Mm. And realise that some of our yeah. behaviours are being encouraged and being yeah. played upon, and they're being abused. But mm. there are those things within us. It's yeah. a, it's a, yeah, it's a really tricky. And this is, and this is the power of community. People mm. have to come together and understand that by having this really important discussions about the 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 the, the, the matters that um, affect them the most within their communities, and um, and start to come together and say no. This will continue. It will get worse. And we will just end up with the likes of us that are perhaps more awake to the situation are, um, are going to be more and more frustrated because we will, we will always be the minority because, yes, darling, yes, you can have some. <laughs> uh, because they um, – Whiskey. My apologies. <laughs> Sleep. 
sleep. <laughs> um, and um, so, uh, and this goes back. So it's to the, my last point on the power of people coming together, the community, the people that serve it, and then those um, trade unions that protect the servers, right? Because when you have trade unions yeah. in workplaces, and I mean every workplace, and they're well organized, and you have you understand the collective power that a union brings to a group of individuals. All of those individuals are members of their own communities, whether it's yeah. a street or clubs or whatever. And with um, and it's only by the power of trade unions in the UK that we are going to change what's going on. Because and you've only got to look at the anti-trade union laws that were brought in the Trade Union Act 2016, reducing the ability of unions to take industrial action because governments know that the power lies within trade unions and workforces. And, you know, my wife's French and she, you know, she adores the French for going, mm. fuck off. We yeah, are out on strike, yeah. you know, and the government has a real problem. But because of the union bashing here in the UK, we, it's, a, it's a completely different, um, it's a completely different um, animal because yeah. it's by reducing that, that union power, you reduce the collective voice of people and in doing so, you make weaker communities, um, those that are just uh, find more pleasure in <clears throat> TikTok yeah. or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever, and not real. Like That's all in the abstract. That's all virtual. When yeah. in actual fact, stop using that stuff. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying it's not, not valued. It has its yeah. place. It has yeah. a valuable place because it's a massive um, mm. opportunity to connect with the right messages and yeah, with yeah. the right power do you know what i mean so um yeah absolutely yeah I, I you know that part of my conversation at the last um at the last uh russell brand community festival that i went to three weeks ago I, I spoke and it was about the power of people coming together and unionizing workplaces because that is where the real power and change will start absolutely we got Love for number it. four let's go to number four Four. Right. One second. Don't get mummy. Tell her the mechanics at the door. Quick. To do a car. <laughs> right. Number four. Here we go. Mental, emotional, and physical resilience. Bear with me one second. I shut the door. Mental, <laughs> emotional, and is I this you were just going to say that and end the podcast on that? Just run off. <laughs> I can't handle it. <laughs> is this video or just audio? <laughs> Both. Oh, we can, right. we put, well, we well we basically we put the video on out for our patrons, basically. Oh, Lee. I um, but I mean, like to be honest with you, mate, that's mm. uh, your permission. So if you'd that's rather cool. not us put yeah, the video, cool. so it's just only to people behind a paywall who listen to our podcast and subscribe sure. to it. So sure. it doesn't go out to the general public. The video, just the audio goes right. out to the yeah, wider cool. audience. So that was the, that was my dog barking in the background. So it's all going really well this morning, <laughs> but it's real. It's, it's good, organic, mate. and uh, it is it is what it is. <laughs> I can't I can't shut my family out of <laughs> out of the house. Get out, stay out. I don't want you back for an hour and a half. Lock them out. That doesn't work, door. does it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mental, emotional, and physical resilience. Um, it all connects with the th first thing, really. When you are, uh, when you feel like you um, haven't got any power, you know, individually, collectively, um, and you also have a house to maintain, a mortgage to pay, um, quite a physical, you know, stressful occupation, mm. um, a six-year-old that's really demanded and <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's um, 
you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Can take a bashing, and if you are not in tune, you know, and I do come on to this later with my with with my number one. Um if you don't um, concentrate on yourself and look at your mental, emotional and um, physical resilience to things, you can become unwell. Mm. And if you become unwell, then everything else goes to shit. You know, you could have mm. all these wonderful things, but if you haven't got that mental, emotional and physical resilience, or you're not looking to maintain it or improve it, um, you can feel like it's the end. What do you mean by, you know, by, by, by resilience, Lee? Resilience as in being stronger, trying to be more aware of the things that affect you. And if you can't do anything about them, is looking to build the strength to say, okay, I have to accept what it is, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And, and understanding the things that you the, the things that you can influence and the things that you can't. Absolutely, and that ties into stoicism, doesn't it? Because I talk to mm. my my partner Molly a lot about stoic. She has to be because of her health. Yeah, and it's and it's the idea that really you don't you can't control. There's so many external factors that you can't control. Mm. That all, all you all you have control of really only true control that you have is mm. uh within yourself and how you choose to react to That's things right. so yeah. so the the core elements of stoicism mm. you know is just mm. how you resp- how you can respond how you can um you know deal with things compassionately calmly mm. uh yeah in 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 the face of just mad mad circumstances yeah. and we can't always do that no, we're not perfect you can't not be angry like anger is just a natural thing it's like but what how do you direct that anger what do you do with it mm. and can you keep can you keep a leash on it or things mm. like or the opposite act you know you either get people i'm more of an angry person than i'm a sad person so i tend to be i'm, I'm more like 
get physically or shouty. Not at humans. I'm not. I'm no. not a monster normally. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I'm. I'm. I'm more that than I am a, a depressive. But no, neither are good because if you, you know, if if you don't, if you can't check in on yourself, and we we've had a, a great mental health. Um, Tom Davis comes on. He does. Uh, he does great chats with us. And it's about being able to acknowledge and recognize when you're feeling mentally vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And then what do you do as well? How do you combat that? How do you ensure that that doesn't run away with you and puts you in a situation where you no longer can help yourself or, and then you certainly got no chance helping others or your community? Sure, sure, absolutely. And I think that's, 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 the, that's the integral part there. The key, the key message is um, uh, if you can you make a difference? Can you, if you don't like something that's going on, you've got two choices. You either, um, you accept it or you don't, or three, or you become someone or something that, that tries to influence change Mm. and make it different. But by engaging and, and deciding to be the person that can make a change, you have to make sure that your personal resilience is really intact because it's a very, very troubled path, a very rocky road that you may encounter because you are trying to make a difference. And a lot of the time you're just treading water or it's, you know, it's, it's one step forward, two steps back because what you've decided to get involved in is so, so crazy and so complicated, but you're invested, your heart's in it, your head's in it. Um, So if you decide that that's what you're going to do, you really have to ask yourself at the beginning, am I strong enough for this? <clears throat> Leo, uh, talking about sort of mental resilience as well, we've, in, in the past we've had, um, uh, we, we've had a gentleman called Gary Hayes on and, uh, and, and Gary set up a charity. Um, he was, uh, he was in the forces and then he, he, he become, um, a police officer and, uh, he ended up working for British transport police and, happened to be working on seven seven uh mm-hmm. and and had to deal with that and and it his mental resilience and mm. c- couldn't deal with that and mm. he'd, he'd come through the falklands and and that kind of misconception that when you <laughs> hear the words ptsd it's you just think of the military and yeah. and, yeah. and he was quick to explain yeah. that that's yeah. not the biggest yeah. sufferers of, of, of post-traumatic yeah. stress disorder. Mm. Um, and, and he set up this, this um, charity called PTSD 999. Um, yeah, I know Gary very well. Funny oh, that. Oh, right. oh, <laughs> oh fantastic. Oh, yeah, okay. no, I had a sneaking suspicion Not, you yeah. would. Right. Yeah, oh, okay. I've, 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 yeah. No, that's cool. Carry on though, because everyone would love to hear this. It's, yeah, it's an incredible and, uh, guy. And it's, it's a it's a great episode, and and, and there's there's a man that's not sh- afraid to show his vulnerability. He, he literally fell apart on the podcast, didn't he? It was it was a wow. uh, a, yeah. a really heavy uh, listen. Mm. And we had a, a good friend of ours. He's PC Leon McLeod, who um uh, was the police officer that was on the scene for the London Bridge attacks, um, and. Uh, through this podcast, we introduced Leon, who was suffering from PTSD, as a result of that, to Gary, and oh. he now runs the marathons for for oh, PTSD wow. nine nine nine, and and so there have been two of the most powerful conversations we've ever had on this podcast in yeah. all the years yeah, that we've I been bet. doing it, um, and and so I just wonder for somebody that because Gary's obviously quick to say that, you know, whenever sometimes you're sitting in a traffic jam and a police car might go past and you just think, mm. oh, right, late for their dinner. And it's like, well, no, just stop and think that they're mm. about to see something that 
could change their life in a yeah, split yeah. second. Yeah. Uh, and 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 I, you know, and, and I'm I'm not ranking. The, you know the the fire service above the police service yeah. in, in 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 the horrors that you have to um, you know face. Mm. But mm. how do you handle that side of the job and and, and mentally? It's an interesting conversation. It's an interesting question. It's a very powerful question as well. Um, I think cumulative trauma exposure, cumulative effects of trauma and the cumulative effects of exposure to horrific incidents and things you see, smell and all your, you know, all your sensory, it's just like sensory overload. Um, There have been, you know, I talk about them in my book um, quite vividly. um, And that was, and it was never, that was never my intention to write about it in the book. It was just a natural progression of writing and, and, and discussing things where you just, it ended up being, well, I have, it kind of goes hand in hand with, and it will will come down to uh, my number three, but it goes hand in hand with, um, with a certain aspect of my book, which we'll talk about, but it's, it can be very, very overwhelming. And there has been a couple of incidents like I've I've discussed that were very powerful, but um, you almost have to have a really blunt, attitude of this is really sad but it's not my problem and that might sound really kind Mm. of dismissive to the emotional Mm. devastation that someone Mm. that knows that individual or those individuals Mm. is going to Mm. eventually Mm. find out when Mm. they get that knock at the door yeah which is but if you go down that road as a as, as a human being of the police are going to go to the house. There's going to be a knock at the door. They're going to be told what's going to be the action. Mm. That's mm. a fucking terrible, that's a terrible yeah. emotional path to yeah, go yeah, down yeah, because yeah. as I said, it isn't my grief to adopt. Yeah. It isn't yeah. my emotion to adopt. Yeah. And I have a job to do. Um, and I have to do that with the utmost professionalism, the utmost respect and dignity. Um, and you almost, I don't know, you go into this mode. Now, history will tell you and my story will tell you that there's a limit to that, to that shield, mm-hmm. you know, and, and dependent on the circumstances around the incident, they're all very different. Some are easier to manage than others. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> I guess you just have to be a little bit cold. Um, and on the flip side of that, and we'll come to it on number three, there is a, there is a, there is a, private response to managing trauma as well, which we'll discuss in a bit. But yeah, you just, you have to, you have to close yourself off as best you can just to protect your own journey in in life, you know, Mm. because if you allow too much absorption of sadness um, and and, and adopt it too much, um, you will end up, you know, struggling quite bad. And people, people respond differently, you know, people's levels of abilities to, to manage, um, Mm exposure to trauma is very different um so yeah you just kind of pull yourself away do your job and then when you get back to the station that's when you can decompress that's really interesting that like i've never heard the concept of it's not my my grief to uh to 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 to, um adjust to adapt to um or to own it makes a lot of sense and i don't think that makes 
you you have to shut yourself off, or as you say, it's coldness. But it's not because you're not devoid of empathy. Mm. It's just a, a pragmatic mm. choice for you, Gene, all to, to do what you need to do. It wouldn't yeah, be sustainable, right. would it? Every no, job no you way. go to to take that on, you know. <laughs> It's very different as well. On, on the odd occasion when, when people arrive and they know the individuals that are involved, that's a very different kettle of fish. Yeah. You know, that that there is there is there is all you know, we will quite often if they do or they're connected in some way, we'll say, you know, you don't you don't have to go and sit on the go and sit on the truck. You don't you don't have you don't have to get involved. There's no expectation of you. Um, which is the natural and right thing, you know, it's the human mm. thing to do, isn't it? Preserve, but quite often because of the individuals and and the service that we provide, they they want to be involved, but that does eventually have quite a, a sad effect on them. Yeah, and it and it has happened, and I've witnessed mm. it. Yeah, well, should we move into three? Because it seems like mm. the, you know the, mm-hmm. the conversations naturally sort of move in that way anyway, Lee. Yeah. Um, so three is leading with humour and the importance of humour in high-risk, mm-hmm. high-stress jobs. Um, it cannot be underestimated. Uh, you know, banter, you know, healthy banter, banter based on acceptance and not ignorance and having clear boundaries within the teams that you work with and the wider teams that you that you come into contact with and having a very healthy level of humour. Some of it dark, some of it of gallows humour. Yeah. Um and you know, and we you know we we do get to see some really horrendous things. Um and we'll come back to you know, we'll come back to our places of work in a very private in a very private setting and you're in that circle of trust and everyone is processing just what they've gone through and, and, and someone will say something really fucking outrageously like yeah, inappropriate, yeah. but, and it's just, um, and it's, and it's always said in complete, uh, it's connected, but it isn't, you know, and it isn't disrespectful to the dead or anyone no. like that. It's just a moment for everyone to go, oh, for fuck's sake. Like that, yeah. it's funny, but it's not. To and relieve just, the relieve the tension, yeah, and it is a decompression. It is such a pressure release, and then you'll find people laughing, maybe going off of that. You know, but really, really, is it? Was that? Uh, but it opens up dialogue. It enables everyone to just go, okay, it's and you know, it's a funny thing. Laughter, you know, p- people laugh at, at you know at the most random of things. Everyone's level of humor is different. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and but it is you know it's essential. Um, and without without banter and without humour and without dark gallows humour, the jobs that these um, you know military, emergency response doctors, nurses, teachers, all those kind of high stress occupations, you couldn't do the jobs without it. You know, I've I've heard um, senior managers from different organizations go well you know you, you have to be very very careful with humor it's like we're not stupid yeah you know there are history will show that people have gone too far yeah. you know people have abused their positions of trust mm. and mm. turned and turned banter into um abuse yeah and bullying and intimidation yeah. and and belittlement and you know and there's no place for that but when you're working within such a trusted team and you've got, you know, your boundaries, you, you, you work so 
so many hours together, you have complete trust in that person to save your life should they need to, or lose their own in trying to do so. Um, you know, we have really in, in, in intimate in, um, circles of trust, yeah. and we know where our levels of banter are. Yeah. Um, and people say, oh, I often get asked the question, how do do you do your job? You know, how, 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 I mean, you must see some terrible things. And top of my list, because as a, as a, as a watch commander, I lead with humor. Yeah. Right? I enable my, um, my, my, my watch to, I, I kind of, they know the boundaries, but I put them in a fear-free environment. Bring your whole self to work. You're all you're all fucking comedians. You all mm. you all laugh and a, you all laugh and you all like a laugh and a joke, and you all know where boundaries are. Just be yourselves, because there will come a time when you go and see something very harrowing and horrific. Yeah. And if you haven't been able to um, feel like you can express yourself fully, whether that be you want to burst out crying in front of someone, mm. right, or you want to burst out laughing in front of someone or tell a really shit dad joke or whatever, but ha come to work with a smile on your face mm. and go home in exactly the same way. Yeah. Um, because it's a uh, big pardon. Sorry. Right. See you now. Can we, uh, we'll have to cut this bit. See you now. <laughs> you can't do that darling. All right. <laughs> I knew that would happen. Oh. Right, apologies. Um, so, um, yeah, if you, if you don't, um, if you, um, yeah, if you don't, if you don't allow that to be quite a free and expressive space, um, people yeah. will not feel like they can be honest. Yeah. And when you've not got that honesty and people uh, feel like they can't be themselves, um, that's when the demons can come mm. and the darkness can come. So I encourage everyone to come to work. I encourage mm. On a daily basis, I encourage people to take the piss out of me any which way they yeah. want. It's absolutely fine. You know, it's 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 healthy. Um, you know, once a week, I'll probably walk through a doorway and get a bucket of water over me. But it's it's cool. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's those it's those moments where people just feel like they can be um, uh, lighthearted and childlike, and in a world that's so serious and quite stressful and mm -hmm. mad right now to have that lightheartedness and to have that childlike playfulness um allowed it's really important really oh, really really I important. completely agree mate and i, I for, for any job i've been in that is just so important but no more it's difficult for people it's very difficult for me and Shu to mm. and anyone else to sit here Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And really comprehend what you guys have to look at and then judge what your approach to that is. I I think that's where a lot of banter and humor comes from is people who you know, are consigned to basic, like mm. think of soldiers consigned to basic, they're going into, or, you know, being in the trenches, like knowing that you're about to go to your, you know, maybe possibly your death. There's, yeah. there's must be so many different ways to potentially handle that. And, and humor, I think is, is definitely one that in my family or with my friends, we've always used. And it is never about, mm. I think mm. like what you said uh, earlier, like it's not about the, maybe the victim or the, uh, sort of like you know you're you're not trying to be derogatory of someone or spiteful like like I, I think that one that always stands to my mind is we were all about twenty three really mm-hmm. close friends all my closest friends in a car and we went and picked up my mate Scott Scott got in the front of the car and he was all in black and um, one of us said oh you all in oh you all in black mate where'd you go a funeral and then Scott went yeah my uncle's and there was just that moment of like us all thinking, oh shit, you know, obviously that was meant to be a joke. And then one of our good friends, we didn't realise he just been to a funeral. And one of my other mates, but pause the silence, and they just went gutted. <laughs> and, we, and everyone, just, and, it, and, it, and and everyone, like Scott, just started cracking up, and because that was our, because that was all our sense of humour. Like we knew each other very well. Yeah. And it's not because we didn't care about Scott, but mm. we kind of knew how like mm. that was that was a way that we would process those sort of things. And I, mm. there are ty- there are times when you talk about lines or ba- boundaries and that. There are times. I mean, me and Shu do that. Me and Shu say some pretty rotten things to each other. Not only on this podcast, but if you saw the messages, sometimes they're they're awful. <laughs> but like every now and then, I'll do that. Or even with Dave or Mark. These are people who I know. Back, yeah. Like I've got really. Black sense of humour, really dark. Every now and then yeah. I'll say something and I'll go, oh, was that, did I go too far then? Not most of the time they go, no. Yeah. But like, you know, you do check in. But yeah. it's very very interesting what you're saying there, Lee, yeah. about how to yeah. lead with humour. Mm. It's, 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 it's integral. You know, I've got a very, very good friend. Um, she's French. She doesn't know my wife, she's purely coincidental, um, called Vanessa Marcy. <laughs> um, and she um, she would be a great guest. She She goes around the world doing seminars on the importance of leading with humor and giving examples wow. of, of how you improve your workplaces, not just in, a, in the mood, but the productivity, yeah. engagement. Sure. I mean, there are a list of things where if you have a boss or a leadership team that is funny, right? And um, you you get a, you get a much more uh, you know you have a a, a business that where your um, your your uh, what's the word um, what when you retain staff yeah just your retention of, of people people don't leave yeah and when you and when, and when you've got people that stay because it's fun. Mm. All that experience that yeah. grows over the years. Yeah. That's it. 
you, you know, don't, and yeah. it's and it just makes complete sense. But it's, you don't it's, have it's, a migration of it, do you? No, and that's no, the no, worst thing, all. and it's so expensive to retrain people. Absolutely, yeah, and experience is you know accounts for a lot. Um, and if you've got an engaged, um, happy workforce, then your product productivity and mm-hmm. um, and your business is, is going to thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I people that um, you know there are incredible. I don't know, I'm just off the top of my head. Barack Obama was was a very funny guy. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, and he wasn't afraid in any setting, even with even with people he didn't know, to be sarcastic, because he knows um, it's about that humor intelligence as well about knowing that you can say, you can be very considered in what you say and bless you. Excuse me. <laughs> um, and know that you're only going to get a laugh. You're not going to cause offense. Mm. Um, and when yeah. you have that confidence, people look at you and think, what a great boss. Yeah. What a great boss. Mm. Let, let, let's look at your, your friend, Russell Brand as a prime example, mm. right? Of somebody yeah. that's clearly intelligent, somebody that can mm. make people laugh to a different level. Yeah. And if you look at Russell maybe five, six, seven years ago when he was on Question Time and yeah. all of a Starting sudden, that journey. you know, I, I, I presume that was one of the most watched episodes of Question Time ever. Um, and you've got somebody that's engaging with developing minds and, 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 and a younger audience that, that those politicians can't get to. Mm. And you've got somebody that's making you laugh mm. and then feeding you the info at the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculously powerful. Mm. There's a reason mm-hmm. that, that, you know, all of a sudden Russell gets shut down in so many places now. <laughs> and yeah. be, be, because it's he's influencing people and um, and people yeah. are listening because he's committed to it as well and, and he? And he really is committed absolutely if you look look at public enemy right so you've got chuck d right who's this absolute master of words right that's got a message but he stands there with flavor flav the clan in front of him you're laughing at the clan he's entertaining you but chuck d's feeding you your message at the same mm-hmm. time yeah. and humor relaxes people humor opens people up and yeah. then you're susceptible then to listening to to some really yeah. interesting stuff. And I think Russell Brand's a really, really good example. Yeah, absolutely, of that. yeah, for sure. And j- just um, <clears throat> you know, at the community festival in Hay and Wye two weeks, three weekends ago, that looked amazing from what I saw. By the way, I tell you what, if you haven't been, um, that was my first time. Uh, I know I was speaking there, but it was only for an hour on the Saturday. But you know, I was there from the Thursday to the Monday. Um, went with the whole family, and it was just the most enriching, enlightening, spiritually re- rewarding weekend of my life today. It was so cool, and having you know Russell's Russell's ability to uh, um, invite guests and um, and have people speak to it's like he's he is part of a revolution, you know, yeah, albeit sure. albeit you know. Um, in in the grander scheme of things, with the population and stuff, it's not it's not a large percentage of the people. That, but it's a start. He's got six grows. million followers, mate. I know, it's, and it's it been grows, growing and growing and growing. And it grows, like every, and it grows, yeah. and it will continue to grow. And I have no doubt in years to come that, um, like Stu said, he, he will just be he will he will be the person that is probably looked to shut down the most. Mm. Because of the influence, the positive influence that he's having on so mm. many people, um, 
you know, I'm 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 proud to call him a friend. I'm proud to have been in, in, involved with him on many on many levels because um, he inspires me. You know, I saw his mum backstage at the community festival and she came and thanked me and said like oh yeah congratulations on your book and and she said and i said um listen i said you know i do these things because russell inspires me Mm. and she said lee never forget that you inspire him and i thought to myself wow Mm -hmm. and and i thought and and she wasn't specifically saying me but all those people that came to the community festival yeah 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 all right because we listen we believe we Mm -hmm. follow we engage we try and further the messages that 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 he's spreading and that's the importance so all and if she was saying it to me but i knew that she meant everyone that comes um because we all have this amazing ability if we allow and we open ourselves up to it to be inspired by others um like i'm sure you've had many many guests on here and you've you've, you've named a few that when you've they've all been inspired away, by me yeah when, when you when you when you've gone away from your podcast <laughs> you've um you've thought wow i'm my my life is more enriched by having that that that, that conversation with that person sure. 100%. yeah and it informs you it puts you in a in a completely um you start to look at things very differently don't you mm-hmm. you, you you're able to analyze you're able to say like I can see that that's just a cover up. It's just bullshit. This is what's important. This is what it, this isn't. And you and you're able to make a greater, um, um, greater distinguish distinguishment and, on things. And that's one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I, I I do think that Russell's a very sort of you know marmite character, and mm. uh, you know I, I I think he's he's, he's comedy and, and and the things that. The messages that that, that that he he presents to the world, I think, are really really incredible, and uh, and he and he's done lots of things in our community that he doesn't need to do that he does, and 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 I think that's you know that 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 shows you know a, mm. a good soul. Um, but whenever I speak to people that just go, oh, he's a fucking idiot, like you know, mm. and I always go, well, look, do you know what? I, I think the very essence of anything he does is just question stuff. It's yeah. the pursuit of truth and, and objectivity. Yeah. And and he does that. Like, this is this is something I, I, I find fascinating. People aren't... There's a lot of people who aren't really interested in the truth. They're interested in their side of the argument winning. And actually, when you watch people like Russell and something I've been... I've been what I've followed, what, been watching Russell for years, he, he does all the things that I, I'd like our future leaders to do, which is be objective, be self-critical, be open to considering all points of view. Vulnerable. And, you know, when you, when you see when he finishes uh, a lot of his episodes, he goes, but that's just what I think. What do you think? Because I, like, he never speak like people speak. I heard Stephen Fry say this. There's nothing more dangerous than someone who's com- completely confident in their opinion. Because, like, over, if you look at human history, a long enough time, everyone's wrong. Like, if I look at opinions I expressed a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, ten years ago, I'm like, fucking hell. Like so don't be so confident, regardless of what the point you're, you're, you're making. Don't be so confident mm. you're 100% right in it. 
we've got to look. We need to all talk. We need to gather as much information as possible. We don't. We should not be like having blame. Oh. So we've had to just jump back in, haven't we? We we, we run out of space on uh, on a, a Zoom recording. Um, you was mid rant, Chris, so um, I don't <laughs> I was, think it yeah. was of, of any interest to anyone anyway. So um, <laughs> so should we move on to uh, to your number two, <laughs> Lee? Yeah, let's have a back. Great. Number two was um, yeah. I decided to write a book, um, uh, and it was to um, celebrate not only firefighters. Um, but my family's long lineage of firefighting service, which accumulates to 113 collective years. Wow. wow. What's the book called? Uh, in Smoke. Up in Smoke. Amazing. <laughs> Paperback. And there's yeah. a, it looks a bit different. That's the hardback. Um, and it's, you know, I, I started to, um, the journey of writing, I think, I think in my, in my granddad's, you know, it was me, my dad, my granddad, and my uncle, um, have all been firefighters. And I remember my granddad in his, in his sort of last year of life, and he did have a good innings, 96. Mm-hmm. Um, he said like, you know, always, always tell our stories, always tell our stories. Um, some of them are funny. Some of them are harrowing, heartwarming. Um, heartbreaking, um, you know, uh, gritty, um, action-packed. And I thought firefighters have got a wealth, especially firefighters that have done a, a long time have got a, and have got all of their fathers and their grandfathers' stories to, uh, to, to put into, into, into text as well. Got a wealth of stories. Um, and, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to um, um, find a publisher um, and just started the journey of writing, human, um, bringing loads of stories together. The process took about three years, um, and editing lots of you know back and forth, back and forth with my with my editor and my agent. Um, and we kind of got to a, a finished article, um, and I felt like you know my granddad didn't see it get published, but I but I know that he'd be very proud of it because he's, he's mentioned a lot in there. Um, and it was to just because everyone knows they've got a fire station. Most, not everyone, most people are aware that they've got a fire station somewhere mm. nearby. But no one really gets to find out who those people are behind them red doors. Mm. You know, there are a mixed bag of people, but they are they are still. You know, you ask they say ask the question who who are firefighters? Well, they're they're just you and me. They're just not. They're just ordinary people doing extraordinary things you know they're still community members uh, they're still um, parents and grandparents um they're just you know they're just heroes without capes you know mm. or superheroes without mm. capes or um uh and it, i i felt like it needed to be told because there aren't many books or programs you know there's lots of police programs lots of ambulance programs lots of books been written by those members in those services but firefighters don't tend to get much of the limelight um and i wanted to address that and change that um and just put it all down in, in into mm. words and you know i've had some really 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 incredible reviews one popped up last night from a from a, a station commander in 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 the midlands somewhere um and it was really touched me that the words he wrote and i just thought this you know i didn't write a book to become wealthy because book writing is unless you're jk rowling mm-hmm. it's never but 
I mean, she took twelve years to have. You know, yeah, I think yeah. she took. I think it was twelve years of 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 no's. We're not interested. You know, it's it's just it is real luck. Um, but that that wasn't my drive. My drive was to again when people are like, "What is your job all about? What do you do? Mm. How do you do it?" And I just felt my granddad's right. I need to tell the story, and not verbally, but to get it down in a book. Um, so that you know that, that was the progression of it. And then as I was writing. And it was supposed to be a real, just humorous book. Um, but then when I started talking about my own mental health journey and the, you know, and, and my di- diagnosis of PTSD, I felt like I didn't want to expose myself. Not that I was insecure, but there was many people that I know and work with who I lead who I guess in a way I thought to myself, I don't mm, wanna I get it. Mm. I don't want anyone to feel like I'm weak in a way. Yeah, yeah. That was my initial don't thought. Don't want it process. to undermine you, your leadership. Yeah. But then as I as I started at my thought process and I thought, no, by being courageous and exposing my vulnerabilities, you know, and that comes on to my it will come on to my last, 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 last point, my number one. Um you have a massive influence on, on, on other people, yeah. you know, and, and I've got, you know, and in, 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 in a, in a, in a career where I've, I've, I've got a responsibility to serve others. I felt like I had a duty and a responsibility to empower people that have got their own journeys and their own mental health problems that are going on and being able to, to be, for, for them to think, do you know what? He's had the courage to, to put that on the page mm. for everyone to see, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted that to inspire others as well. And there's, there's a ton of safety messages in there. You know, some are funny, some are absurd, just from experiences of, of, of incidents that I've been to where I felt like, you know what, this individual has been such a twat. I have to tell <laughs> the story because I have to, I have to uh, enable people to understand that, oh, wow. I didn't know that could happen if you did that. I'll make sh- I'll make sure I don't do that, you know, because um, with with a platform to inspire, empower, you know, I've I've also I also felt like I needed to share those safety messages from, you know, from fire to road to, to driving and all, all manner of things that can be read in there. Mm. Um, that it was uh, it has so many facets to it. The book. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really proud of it. Can I ask one quick question, Lee? How do you write a book? Like, how does that, how does that process happen? Cause it just sounds like a daunting task. I mean, Stu has often said, and I'd be interested to read a book from Stu. I, I wouldn't want him mm. to expose himself in it any more than I've already seen. Oh, there's not going to be any pictures. Don't worry. No, thank fuck. <laughs> but it's just going to be, so like, like, how do you go about that? Cause like, you know. A lot of us, like, I don't know if you went to uni, I don't know if you got an English degree, you just fucking write your stories no. down and you said you no. just write, you was writing stories, memories mm. from you and, 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 and all, all those many mm. years that's in your lineage. And then what did yeah. you do? Start put, How did you start tying that together in a book? And, and, and what, did it go through an editor for the final product? Did they help you sort of like? Yeah, like, so it was all, um, yeah. So I think from, you know, you everyone, we've all got stories. You know, some, and we've all got interesting stories and no one should ever think, oh, there's no point in me writing a book because I've not got anything interesting to talk about. Everyone has a story and an experience, a journey, 
um, and that it's all it's all valuable, and and people will want to read it. People are mm. curious, you know. People um people like to, and especially if you do something different that isn't the order, isn't the everyday. Um, those individuals have got a greater story to tell, and I've got a, a you know I'm blessed to have followed in my in my family's footsteps because it's led to this point. It's led to here. It's led to the book, but it was accumulation of stuff in my memory. You know, um, I used a lot of um, uh, voice recordings just to, when I thought of stories, when I was thinking mm. about the process of writing, to record them all down verbally so that they can be transcribed after. Um, I would often think of funny things that happened years ago at work. And I'd be like, oh, I quickly jump on a, on a note on my phone and, and just put some keywords down. And then you pull it all together. And then like Stu did at the beginning, tell us about yourself. So um, if you if you put your mind to it and you're not too, uh, I don't know, uh, arrogant or egotistical, you can just say, this is me, this is who I am, this is what I've done, mm-hmm. and I want to tell you about it. And, mm-hmm. and then you, so then you pull it all together. And then once you start the process of arranging stories, you find out where they go in which order, which works right. better, gotcha. how the flow of it, how it flows. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then you get to a point where you have like a, a skeleton of a, of a book yeah. and you might think, right, I need to, I need another chapter about yeah. something heartwarming. Yeah. So you go back to your book yeah. or your, your message, you know, message, your prompts and your, on your notes, um, go back to um, your, uh, your voice recordings or just dig deep in the memory mm-hmm. bank. Or, you know, I asked a, a, a few other firefighters, if you've got, you know, I'm going to put these stories together. And they don't all have got, to be yeah. from me. Yeah, yeah. You know, what have you got? Um, and there were some really fucking funny mm. stories yeah, that yeah. came to me. Some that I would, you know, there is a, I have a metaphorical cutting room floor full mm-hmm. of content, which will go in a book two and a book three. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, there is stacks there. Mm. Um, and yeah, you get to a, um, a final draft. Um, the publisher's editing, editing team then sort of get involved um, and you work out uh, it, they have then their expert eye on what makes a book successful and how it should lay a layout. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember my editor coming back and going, I think we should take this, 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 this and that and rearrange that. And I'm like, you how dare you? <laughs> but, I have. To, I'm not a book writer. No, you know, I so rescue, it helps. I rescue, they're there to help I you. Cats out of trees, you know. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, I have to go on their professional judgment of, yeah. of what that is. And we and we ended up here. Um, I, I recorded the audible version as well, um, which was a, a long two days, that's seven hours long. Um, again, great feedback on that. Um, uh, and yeah, it's, it's it's been really good. Mm-hmm. It's opened many doors. You know, without it, I wouldn't be on this podcast, for which I'm grateful, um, and all the others that I've been on as well. And I've met some incredible people, been invited to some incredible events to speak, um, and it's all come from having a story. Fantastic, amazing. Number We're at one, the top spot. Number one, number one. I'm gonna put my glasses on for this because <laughs> I'm old now. Get serious. <laughs> The need for being honest with yourself and finding strength and courage to ask for help when you're feeling broken. It pulls in everything that I've spoken about for, you know, five, four, three, and two. Um, 
when I first joined the job and there were people that had done the same amount of time that I've done now and they were struggling with things that they'd seen, I used to think classic, classic cliche, man up, you know, and I was being, and I wasn't being nice about it. I would, mm. I felt that I was never, I was never ignorant enough to say that. I just felt like, yeah. what's your problem? If you can't handle it, then why are you, st- why are you still doing the job? However, that was me in a very naive green, my number's still wet um, and, and not having an appreciation of, of, of the things that I'm going to see over 26 years. So mm-hmm. fast forward 23 years um, and I had a, some a few really, really intense um, traumatic incidents I had to deal with and they were on the bounce one every month for like four months. And I found myself thinking, I'm fucking, mm. I can't, I can't, I can't, I've had too much to, so I've had too much in quick succession. Mm. And then <clears throat> all of these, like my, it opened up the Pandora's box and all the things that I thought I dealt with over the years um, came back to haunt me. Um, but I was so lucky that I had um, the, courage and awareness to understand that I'm not feeling the way I used to and I'm Mm. not as strong as I used to be and um, a lot of that comes from being a parent a lot of that comes from losing grandparents and then you kind of you're then questioning your own mortality and Mm. wow life is actually quite short you know Um, and you know I, I, I went in search of um, of, of professional help to, you know, to get me through it. Yeah. You know, that's when I found out I had PTSD. I kind of knew, but I'm in a, I'm in, I'm in a, a, a job which has, it's not so, it's not so bad now. And it has changed immensely because of the recognition and the spotlight that mental health and wellbeing mm. and, and PTSD has rightly got over the years, over recent years. Um, but previous to that, there was this bullshit, masculinity around firefighting mm-hmm. and firefighters and we're all strong by the very nature of what we do mm-hmm. we're heroes we're heroines we can't be seen to be weak and that is utter 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 bullshit mm-hmm. um and that's when i eventually uh had to really be mindful of my feminine side because having quite a masculine side and, and and losing touch with femininity um, is dangerous, you know. Um, and it isn't until we allow ourselves to to be more feminine and be more in touch with our softer emotions, and allow ourselves to understand that we are just human and we are vulnerable. Um, it's you know it can be a very very dangerous place so having that awareness and having the courage to 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 actually say do you know what i need help um you know and there are there are an, an enormous amount of um uh there are an enormous amount of, of charities and organizations out there now that are there to help you that you can go and seek you know seek help from um, you don't, you know, a lot of them you don't have to pay. There's charities, PTSD 99 is a prime example. Um, but it's taking that first step because one, and, it, and that is always the hardest. 
because you will always find that um, beyond that you are you are literally you are nose diving now by 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 opening up and talking about your um, your circumstances. Um, you things get worse before they get better, and yeah. that's the, and that's where you have and that's where that courage has to be found because you will always. Um, you will always be opening up and talking about more trauma, um, but you have to trust in the process and the journey. And just just as I mentioned there, humour, the resilience building, um, the the the, um, the importance of being together as a community and reliant on one another um, leads you to a point where you can um, show or delve into your courage and pursue and say i'm you know i need help um because quite often you know and you know the, 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 it is catastrophic when people and heartbreaking when people don't find that courage mm. and they take their own lives yeah you know and that's um you know and, and that's sad um the pain for them has stopped um but the but it's passed on to everyone else mm. you know um so we have to do what we can so that's why there's a massive chapter in there on me being fucked, me being broken, me saying, "Listen, I'm going to put this on the page because if one person reads it, and I, you know, I know from the from the from the feedback that I've had, the inspiration that I've given people, and the courage and the insp- uh, and the influence of, do you know what, he, he's 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 exposed himself, and I, I'm not going to feel like I'm on my own, mm-hmm. um, and go and pursue help, and the messages that come in." are so rewarding um that you know i'm already of service in the job i do but to know i'm being of service with this writing is just uh, it makes me it makes me feel really happy that's fantastic amazing mate lee appreciate you giving up your time to come on and and, and have this conversation today that's no, my pleasure uh, it, it's been an absolutely fascinating insight and uh and, and oh, he's frozen remind- Oh, wait, <laughs> have you? Has he frozen for you as well, Lee? Yes, yeah. He's oh, just going to call him Elsa. When he comes back, we call him Elsa. Oh, that's not good. Have I disappeared? Still, shoot. This is so weird. I can I can see everything fine from where I am, and so the, those that are we, listening, we lost you, mate. You're gonna you're gonna have to say all that again. Oh, I was just I, 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 I could hear you, so I was just saying uh, that uh, that I was here all along. Um, what I wanted to say, Lee, was. Um, <laughs> Remind the, uh, the the listeners of this podcast what the book's called and where they can get it. Mm. Um, it's called Up in Smoke, My True Story of Life as a Firefighter. For your Patreons there. Look at that. That's the um, paypack version. There's the hardback version as well. Mm. Um, oh. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's um, published by Orion. Um, which is an incredible publishing house. Um, it's available on um, in, in ebook for Kindle, um, in hardback, paperback. You can get it on Waterstones, Amazon, um, the bookshop, uh, the big. I think it's called the Big Green Bookshop as well. There's signed copies there, um, and on Audible, I recorded the Audible version as well. Um, it's you know, I, I I encourage people to read it. Being being a being a firefighter is is a um, you know I feel honoured and, and blessed to to have such a, a a fantastic career. I've only got potentially three and a half. I can I can retire in three and a half years. Um, I don't want to leave. You know I just um, it's such a rewarding job. Anyone that is looking for 
a, a job that has so much reward, reward, not financial, you'll never be rich mm-hmm. as a firefighter, but that is replaced by the enrichment of, of the, by the, but, um, you know, the difference you make to people's lives and that will outweigh any money all day long. You know, money comes and money goes and people that um, have lots of money are still, can still be very unhappy. So by finding a job as a cliche saying, or not cliche, but famous saying, find something you love doing and you'll never work a day in your life. Absolutely. Um, is, is, you know, I, 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 that, I, I put firefighter at the top of the list. Um, so yeah, grab a copy, have a read and don't forget to review it as well. It's that it makes all the difference to the algorithms. So purple. We'll put the link uh, in the show stuff. notes of this podcast. So people Lee, it's been can, an absolute uh, pleasure, mate. Thank you so much. Have I frozen again? Thanks guys. It's been a pleasure. I, um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, you're freezing yeah. up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks loads, Lee. Cheers, Cheers guys. Enjoy your day, all right? You too, mate. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast.